1: So about Michael Jordan, how you go hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in.
0: Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today, we're back with you guys, right? This is the top 75 power forwards of all time. Today, you have the privilege of having 49 through 25. This is going to be a deep list. Um, Again, anybody not named Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, or uh, Zion Williamson, it's too short to make this list, right? Uh, looking at you, Dave Busher. So yeah, we're definitely gonna be breaking through this list. This is gonna be a. There's a lot of good players on this list. There are a lot of guys that made an All Star game once or twice. They're gonna be on this list. They're like, yeah, this guy was pretty good at peak. Um, uh, before we start breaking through the real top 25 power forwards of all time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. So uh, I'm gonna kick it off here with number 49, Mister Charles Smith. This guy is a ten good athlete. Uh, I could figure out pretty quickly why his name is Mr. Smooth or Mr. Fluid because he's a very fluid athlete. He has really good size, finishes really well inside. This guy has a nice turnaround jump shot over one shoulder, a decent mid-range shooter, and also decent post-feel. So I'm excited to hear you talk about Charles Smith.
1: All righty. So we have Charles Smith here, uh, 6'10", 230 pounds, Uh, Drafted to Philadelphia 76ers, first round, third pick of the 1988 NBA draft. He played nine years in the NBA, 1988, 1989, all rookie team, 564 games played in his career, 14.4 rebounds, 5.8, 14.4 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 1.4 assists. That'd have been crazy if he had 14.4 rebounds averaged. Um, And his best... Well, this is per game. Yeah, so his best season, well, he actually had two back-to-back 20-point seasons, and then he kind of trod off after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that had really good athletic peaks that are high on this list. Yeah. Like this guy. All right, Chris, I'm excited to hear you talk about a little bit more modern player in the Princeton offense. I
1: know this guy. All right, so at 48, we have Keith Van Horn. Six uh, ten. He is a really lanky, um, while being a good athlete, really good standstill three point shooter and drives to the rim really well. Has a decent post moves. Not much of a defender or a rebounder.
0: Yeah, I mean this guy is six foot ten, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, all rookie team. He's a second pick in the draft. Uh, he is peaking around twenty one points per game. Year two with a. Uh, in 8.5 rebounds so has a really good career with the new jersey nets uh that's definitely his peak years and yeah i mean keith van Horn's very deserving he's a very much a modern power forward in every aspect of the modern power forward so uh, yeah i have next right right Waymond Tis Waymond Tisdale is next. This guy is six foot nine, a very good athlete, has very good post feel, has really good hook shots, good at turnaround jump shots, uh just an overall very good post player. That's his real strength. He could also shoot the mid range shot a little bit, but he's not very efficient in that area. Bigger human being when he's uh two hundred forty pounds as well. So yeah, Chris, I'm excited to hear you talk about Waymond Tisdale.
1: So they also call him Moose, Slame, Mr. T, and the man. Um, Drafted by the Indiana Pacers first round, second pick in the 1985 NBA draft. Uh, He played 12 years in the NBA, 840 Mm -hmm. games, 15.3 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Uh, In his best season, well, he had a back-to-back 20 points or more per game season. In 1989 and 1991.
0: Yeah, those are really good years for him. Definitely very deserving of this list. Yeah,
1: he's been pretty solid throughout his career, though.
0: Yeah. All right, Chris. I'm uh, excited to talk about a guy who's playing in today's game.
1: All righty. Who we have here?
0: So, wait. Where are we at? 46. 46. Oh. All righty. The donkey, is here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's a horse. All righty. So at number forty-six, we have Kristaps Porzingis. Seven-three doesn't post enough. Mostly just shoots at extremely high level. Yeah, so it's not truly really a
0: unicorn. Just more of a horse, maybe a pony. Yeah, yeah. It's just a high-level stretch. Seven foot three, two hundred forty pounds guy um his nickname are unicorn godzingus porzing god Zingus, poor it's the fourth pick in the draft by the knicks he's peaking around 22 points per game multiple score over 20 points per game his three-point percentage is where he's great uh he shot 39 percent at peak um that percentage has gone down throughout his career though yeah i mean this is a guy that just when he was with the Knicks, he posted more, and he had that bank shot, and it was like really tough to stop him. But as he's played with Dallas, they kind of gone away from it. So hopefully, he can uh, regain the lost uh, greatness that he had with the Knicks. But it doesn't seem like he really will anytime soon. But yeah, injuries, yeah, yeah, that's true. He so was, I'm go ahead. What you say?
1: He'll forever be remembered as the guy who made Stephen A. Smith
0: cry. Oh yeah, because they drafted him. Yeah, not a bad pick. I mean, he's he's still he's top fifty power forward of all time. So yeah, they didn't do that bad with this one. Yeah, he still made him cry
1: though.
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, we're gonna kick it to another guy who's playing in the modern era, Tobias Harris. He's six foot nine. He can post a little bit. But he's not great in that area. But his more his body is more of a small forward and a thinner frame. But he has weight on it. Like It's hard to describe. I guess he's just not the traditional power forward in the way he's built. But he's a great mid-range iso guy that can also spot up and hit three-point shots. He can do it all off of his shot creations abilities, which is much more like a very modern power forward. Tobias Harris is definitely that. So I'm... Excited to hear the statistical breakdown of uh Tobias Harris. Okay, give me
1: one second. All right, bad. I kind of zoned out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All right. Oh, okay. So,
0: uh,
1: okay. So he was drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats. So it tells you how long he's been in the NBA. Uh Jeez. First round, nineteenth pick, two thousand eleven NBA draft. He didn't. That might
0: have been a worse mistake than Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they let both of them go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he played with them because he didn't debut until the 20, into 2012, January 7th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he ended up playing for Milwaukee. He, he The Charlie Bobcat traded him. He played for Milwaukee instead for his first career. For his first career start was in Milwaukee. So, it seems like he was on he kind of came into the league uh, his first time, first season, five points per game, right? That's not mm-hmm. kinda that's not the Tobias Harris we know, we know him as a scorer now. So he's yeah. slowly but surely improved his game and he's had some pretty good seasons since then. So he's averaged over twenty points per game three times in his career. And uh right now he's averaging twenty-one point three points, nine point nine point zero rebounds, and four point four assists is in the eight-game span. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers currently, and he's probably played over 688 games in his career, and he's averaged 16.3 points, 6.2 rebounds, and 2.2 assists. So he's definitely on the upward trajectory, definitely getting better by the year.
0: Yeah, since he's been on the Clippers, he's been a very consistent or 20-ish guy for a long period of time.
1: We also like to call him uh, Great Value J. Cole. (laughs)
0: oh my gosh that's so true
1: (laughs) uh yeah he's related to Channing Fry
0: oh wow who knew he's definitely the better player out of those two yeah congratulations right
1: (laughs) alright let's see what we got next so okay so number 44 we have Buck Williams the buck stops here
0: Cool. Yes, sir.
1: Uh, he's 6'8", 215 pounds. I was honestly thinking that that's a lie. I bet you it's 225-230. He's an extremely gifted lower half physical specimen, and that translates to what you probably think it translates to. He's a world-class athlete. He's borderline Blake Griffin athletically. He has a little bit of a post skill, but other than that, there's not much to his game. It's, ph- it's a phenomenal rebounder due to athleticism and a phenomenal world-class defender due to athleticism. So due to that great athletic peak is pretty high on this list. He probably wouldn't have made this list if he was an athlete, if he was as athletic as heaven McHale, but due to athleticism, he's here.
0: Yeah. Um, his nickname is Ajax, uh, six foot eight, uh, went to Maryland third pick in the draft by the Nets, three time all-star, one time all NBA, four time all defensive. Um, I would say out of all the like statistics on labels, I would say defensive teams matter to me because usually people don't get defensive teams very wrong. Mm-hmm. It's hard to uh, completely misjudge somebody defensively. Rookie of the year, uh, all-rookie team. He's peaking around 18 points per game with 12 rebounds. He's just a very consistent, high-rebound over fifteen points per game guy for his first uh you know, seven to six years in the NBA. Pre athletic decline, he's very special. So yeah. Um I'm gonna talk about number forty three, David Lee. Now David Lee was really great for a certain period of time. Um he was six foot nine, had really good post field and great mid range shooter. Not very athletic, but um, you pair that with a guy who's in the pick and roll, it makes a lot of sense with a modern era why he was so valuable. Uh, and also just an ISO post guy. So David Lee quietly had a really good career. So I'm excited to hear you talk about Mr. Lee.
1: All righty. So another funny story. I play a lot of video games, as you can see. Um, I was playing <laughs> NBA Live. I think it was 2006 or 2004. NBA mm-hmm. Live. And to tell you how old I was at the time and how old this game is. And mm-hmm. I remember I wasn't really good at, at the game at the time. So mm-hmm. I was playing. Um, I would take like the best player that I wanted to play with, and I would 1v1 him against David Lee because he had the lowest overall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now he's here. Hey, yeah. congratulations. Alrighty, Drake proud.
1: Right, (laughs) he had the lowest overall, so he's the one v one against him all the time. Okay.
0: Hopefully, you didn't lose.
1: No, I didn't lose. (laughs) I I never lose. (laughs) Exactly. When you're playing against the worst player, it's hard to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so two-time all-star, 2015 NBA champ, 2013, 2012-2013 all-NBA. He had a pretty good season that year. Um, he played 829 games, 13.5 points, 8.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists. And for his career, he had one really two really good seasons where he averaged over 20 points per game. And one was with Golden State, and the other one was with the New York Knicks. So, yeah, I played I played against him when he was with the New York Knicks. So it had to be the 2005-2006 season, and he only averaged mm-hmm. 5.1 points. So his rating had to, was super low at that point.
0: Yeah, probably makes a lot of sense, yeah.
1: If I played with him later, he probably would have uh, woofed on me. But. <laughs> yeah,
0: it would have been a good duel after that, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about somebody that um, definitely I feel like a lot of real NBA fans love this guy. Uh, Zach Randolph, mm-hmm. He's six foot nine. He has always been a below average athlete. He always had a bigger body, just like a bigger human being. Wait, am I describing this guy or are you supposed to be describing this guy? Did I just make a mistake?
1: It's me. I just did the basketball reference for the other guy. Oh, my
0: bad. Sorry. Go for it.
1: You're fine. Um. So, yeah, we have Zach Randolph here. Um Zebo. so he's six nine. Always been a below average athlete. He's always had a bigger body, bigger human being. Plays with his size. He really uses that to his advantage. He's a really good footwork and signs a really consistent mid range jump shot. But he was really a big part of that uh, Memphis Grizzlies really yes. highly defensively skilled team. Yes. Um. So yeah, you, that tells you a lot about his defensive capabilities as well. I think he was one of the probably the best, the better defenders on that team as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I remember that team. The team was really good. Uh, yeah. Two-time All-Star, 6th for 9, uh, 19th pick in the draft by the Portland Trailblazers. All-NBA team once, most improved one season with the Portland Trailblazers. He's just a guy that scored more than 20 points per game, one, two, three, four, five, six, six times over his career, which is really impressive. Um uh, Long career, very consistent player. If you're into consistency, you would definitely like him. Um, so, yeah, Zibo is very deserving of being very uh, high on this list. Very underrated. Yeah. All right, I am talking about the next guy. All right, mm-hmm. George McGinnis. This guy, is six foot eight, he has really great feet um, his speed and quickness of a two guard but his average skill other than his speed allows him to score and be effective if you comparatively compare his stats to the eye test it's a little overrated but um it's kind of like a little a bit of empty stats but his feet and athleticism really allows him to be very effective so i'm excited to hear talk about uh mr george mcginnis's numbers
1: Alrighty, righty, so George McGinnis, we have Big Mac, Baby Bull, McGinnis the Magnificent, and Big George. He's a Hall of Famer, inducted in 2017, played in both the ABA and the NBA, drafted yep. by the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round and fourth pick of the 1973 NBA draft. Um, he played 11 years, uh, six-time All-Star, two-time ABA champ, two-time All-NBA, ABA All All-Time team, Three-time All-ABA, 1971-1972 All-Rookie, 1974 1975, MVP. Um, played 842 games, 20.2 points, 11 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. This is like, as I'm looking through his stats right now, he's one mm-hmm. of the better scorers that I've seen so far. He yes. had a 29.8 points per game season, and that's yes. ridiculous. Um yes. And then he's also had a 27.6 points per game 25.9 points per game. Those are like his three highest scoring seasons. They were back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, but he's scored over 20 points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in seven consecutive years of his career.
0: Yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah. His numbers are really great. Genuinely, those really great numbers. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to hear you break into the top 40.
1: Okay, let's see what we got here. So, at number 40, we have Danny Manning. This guy is 6'10", really smooth athlete, gifted in that area. Thinner human being, really good mid-range shooter, standstill still shot creator, could finish around the rim with ease, has a good post-game too, just has a really good... Uh, mid-range touch and shooting touch paired with athleticism is why he's very valuable.
0: Yeah, he's a very unique player. He's the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, passes decently well, too. Uh, 6'10", 230 pounds, went to Kansas, uh, drafted by the Clippers. Um, He's peaking out around 22 points per game. That season, he's averaging... Uh, 6 rebounds and 4 assists which is really nice Um, and also hey congratulations to Atlanta Hawks he played let's see here he played 26 games with the Atlanta Hawks but we're counting them so that means 7 Atlanta Hawks players have made the power forward ranking ridiculous
1: mm-hmm. that's crazy uh,
0: yeah Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it into the number 39. Mm-hmm. A Cleveland Cavalier post P a little pass is like real prime, but yeah, pretty nice. Uh Antoine Jamison. Um this guy, is six foot eight, really good mid range ISO guy, and he's also a really good standstill three point shooter, just a guy who can create off the dribble. It doesn't really need um other people to get him involved. It's just a very impressive well, he does need the somebody pass him the ball but he's he's like he doesn't need um like a post play he can just like you go space out over there in the mid-range he'll iso out and play extremely well um he was really good in the early 2000s he was peaking out during that time frame he was really really impressive so just a well-skilled offensive guy Antoine Jameson so I'm excited to hear you break him down statistically
1: all right, so yeah, we have the he was drafted since Toronto Raptors, first-round, fourth pick, but never was played because he got traded to the Golden State Warriors in 1998. Um, played 16 years in the NBA, uh, two-time All-Star, 1998, 1999 All-Rookie, 2003, 2004, six-man. Played over 1,083 games, 18.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 1.6 assists. And his best seasons, I know he was more of a scorer. So he had one, two, three, four, five. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six, um, 20 points or better points per game seasons. And I know that he was a really big uh, part of that Washington Wizards offense when they had uh Agent Zero.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, him and Agent Zero were really like a great duo back then. Yes. Really exciting, yes. really offensively skilled.
0: Yeah, 100% they were really good duo. Yeah. They paired really well together inside out.
1: Yeah. Game. Yeah. All right. Okay. So at number 38, we have a Cleveland Cavalier Greats. His son also plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Currently, um, we have Larry Nance Senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we remember Larry Nance, we know that he invented the cradle. <laughs> he was the first person to do it, and then Michael Jordan did it later on. Yeah, uh, he's
0: a definitely great athlete. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Larry Nance is six ten, world class leaper for sure. Um, that leads to him being very explosive out of the post, being able to receive the ball on the post and be unstoppable with athleticism. He's not that great of a shooter, but he doesn't really need to be. And it's no surprise that he's a world-class defender, switchable guard, in multiple positions that a uh, force at the rim, uh, shot blocking, and rebounder. Just a genuinely special athlete mixed with size.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're six foot ten and you're athletic like that, you can achieve a lot of good things in the NBA. So, uh... Yeah. 20th pick in the draft, which is surprising. Usually highly athletic like guys like this go higher. Three-time uh, All-Star, three-time All-Defensive. He's peaking around 22 points per game. He had uh, 8.5 rebounds and um, almost two blue, uh, over two blocks that season. So his peak with the Phoenix Suns pre-Cleveland Cavaliers is when he's really at his best. Uh yeah, I mean, back-to-back guys who played Cavs later in their career, so congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh, they know how to collect those old power forwards. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think I'm next, right? Yep. All right, a guy that if you guys, what you guys should have listened to the previous podcast, we talked about, ooh, which Clifford are we talking about? This is Clifford Robertson. Clifford Robinson is a six foot ten, very good athlete, good standstill shooter, a guy that can hit a three-point shot, too. He's extremely efficient at that. He finishes really well r- around the rim, has some post moves, more of a jack-of-all-trades, modern power forward than anything else. He's also a world-class defender as well, so it allows him to move up a little bit on this list. Never been much of a defender, but he's a guy that's, you know, we, I use jack of all trades to describe a lot of guys to say without saying it that they're not great at anything. But he's borderline great at mid range. He's borderline great at spacing for power forward. He's borderline great at posting. So he's definitely a very good scorer. So Clifford Robinson is very deserving of the spot.
1: righty. so drafted by the Portland Trail Blazers second round. That's what I remember him for. Uh his Trailblazers time 18 years in NBA one time all oh, drafted by the Portland Trailblazers second round uh ninth pick 36 overall 1989 NBA draft. That's what I really remember him being on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh mm-hmm. he played 18 years in NBA, one time all-star, two time all defensive, 1992-1993, six man of the year. Played 1380 games, 14.2 rebounds, four point six re- four point two points. rebounds, 2.2 assists, and his best scoring season came, let's see, he had multiple 20 points per game seasons back-to-back-to-back in 1993 to 1996 with Portland, Uh, and yeah, pretty solid player throughout. He never really, well, at one point he did drop below the double digits, but he's been pretty solid throughout his career.
0: Yeah, for sure, 100% definitely a guy. It's very deserving a number 37 on this list. There's a lot of guys that are just very good players at peak. Yeah. yeah. They're not like superstars, but just very good. And he's one of them. True.
1: All right. So at number at number 36 we have Bob Love. This guy is 6'8". He's built more like a small fort. muscularly. I mean that what well, I mean what I mean by that is that he's not a naturally big body like Bob Pettit. Um, He had some muscle on his body, but this guy does not. He is a good athlete, high basketball IQ, a mid-range tough shot maker. He's not a great value in the post, though.
0: Yeah, you pair good mid-range shooter with athleticism, he he achieves some very good feats. Three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defensive, so he's a good defender as well um fourth round draft pick which is really weird uh six foot eight 215 pounds he's peaking around 25 points per game he does that back-to-back seasons the year after that he averages 23 basically for one two three four five five seasons he averages 20 points per game or more um never averages more than Nine rebounds, but he's very good at rebounding. Also, an eighty percent free throw shooter as well. So, very good at that. Uh, yeah, just a very good offensively skilled power forward. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, I'm gonna kick it to number thirty-five. We're moving along this list here. Jerry Lucas. He's six foot eight. Very average athlete. Uh. You can call him below average. He's a good outside shooter. By mean, by that I mean he deep within the mid range, probably eighteen to twenty feet out. He has really good post field, good hook shots. Uh, he's he's not a great defender, uh, but he's very skilled in the mid range in the post, which allows him to be pretty high on this list. And I know he's another Ohio State Buckeye.
1: Oh yeah, he's Ohio all the way down to his to his NBA draft um so he's from middletown ohio he went to ohio state drafted by the cincinnati royals in the first round of the sixth pick of the 1962 nba draft Jeez. Uh, right um played 11 years in nba inducted as a player in the hall of fame in 1980 seven-time all-star in 1973 nba champ Five-time All-NBA, 1963-1964 All-Rookie, 1964-1965 All-Star MVP. He also made the 75th anniversary team, so no surprise there. 1963-1964, rookie of the year. Um, played 829 games, um, 17, 17 points, 15.6 rebounds, 3.3 assists. And uh, his best scoring days were 1, 2, 3. So... He averaged 21 points per game three different times in his career.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I think this is another one of those guys that we kind of got to stick the knife in the wound here. Shouldn't be on the top 75 list. Mm. He's number 35 on our list. It, you know, there's just some guys that are historically. Good in the era, yes, very great, uh, but deserving of a top 75 all time list. No, this guy's a definite no. But he's a legend for his era, should be respected. And I think another thing that we want to make sure that we harp on is even though we're going to talk negatively about guys that should not be on the list and why we're doing our lists, you know, we we should still respect what they did, right? You know, every era takes from the past era, and the past era should be respected for that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, very, very uh, good player in his era. I think I have next, right?
1: Yeah, Bob. Boozer.
0: Yes, sir. Another uh, Cincinnati Royal draft pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wait, no, I think you have next, my bad. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so number 34, we have Bob Boozer. He's 6'8", but with a good, very, it was good skill, very good athlete. Even for today's standard, he would be good. Uh, his speed allows him to score very efficiently, and he's a force defensively.
0: Yeah, he was drafted by the Cincinnati Royals. Uh, I guess they were drafting really good power forwards back then with Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. First pick overall. Kansas State guy, six eight, two 215 pounds. Uh, his statistics are like 21 points per game back-to-back seasons. So other than that, he doesn't really have much of a peak other than that. But his uh, eye test was impressive. I was expecting somebody with stats like that in that era, which his era is the 60s, to be like a guy who's going to be 70-something on this list. But his eye test was impressive. Really, it, it's weird that some guys like this uh, just don't have the notoriety and the name value and just don't last their time. He's just yeah. one of those guys yeah. who's a much better player than his remembered, but he wasn't a superstar yeah. next tier down. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. yeah. True basketball. All right. I I think you're going to be excited to talk about 33. Cause I know you, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Oh, you're next. Oh, I'm next. My bad. Yeah. Mr. Dolph Shays uh, he's six foot eight, uh, which really helps uh, a lot of these older guys in like the 50s and 60s are usually like six foot five at the power forward position. Um, but he's really good in the he's just a phenomenal outside shooter and legitimate NBA three point range. He's a uh, shot over 90 percent in in his career at the free throw line as well. Um, so that should be an indication of how great of a shooter he is. Uh, it's mostly off-ball movement. He can dribble, drive in a little bit, but it's nothing compared to a, a regular power forward in today's era. But you can make a strong argument that he would be a scary pick-and-pop guy in the modern NBA uh, due to his value would be higher on this list than people maybe expect. Pretty sure he's on the top 75 all-time list team as well, so yeah, excited to hear you talk about him.
1: Huh? Yeah, okay. So... He's a New York Knick, uh drafted 1948, uh, Hall of Fame and Duffy as a player in 1973. Uh, 12-time All-Star, 1950-1951 uh, Rebounds Champ, 19, 19, 1955 NBA Champ, 12-time All-NBA and he made the NBA 75th anniversary team, so you're right about that. Um, 18.5 points for his career, 12.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and his best scoring games he averaged wow, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six years consecutively averaged twenty or more points per game for the season. And he's a really good three point shooter. Um as Jason uh said earlier, he's he's even shooting outside the um three point line as well. So
0: Yeah.
1: Especially for the time period when there's not really a three point line. He's just launching and it's just
0: every time. Yeah it's it's impressive. It's a weird looking shot as well. Not yeah. like a, not like Steve Herr or something like that, which like flawless form or something. Like not like Clay. You know what I mean? It's an odd form, but it goes in, so nobody really cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impressive guy. Impressive. You know, and another thing that, uh, even though I know we harped on the top seventy-five list, another good way to look at it is, congratulations. You played in nineteen fifties it's been 70 years and you still made 33 on this top 75 power forwards of all time. Yeah. Like that's another way to look at it where it's like, well, you did a phenomenal job. So mm-hmm. very deserving. All right, Chris, as we move up this list, I just get more and more excited. So uh, there's some guys coming up that, Oh, I can't wait for 28. Oh man. I'm going to pop off on 28. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You got 32. All oh. <laughs> So
1: for number 32, we have Carlos Boozer. I think he was a kind of modern guy. Uh, he's not yes. really playing right now, but he played pretty long into his career. So he might have almost made this era as well. Yeah. Because um, I know he was with the, the, the 2011 uh, Chicago Bulls with uh, Derek Rose.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So Carlos Boozer, six nine, always has played with a lot of strength, well built human being. You he can post extremely well, um, has a big body, makes other teams have to double team him. He's a very phenomenal mid range shooter, can create a little bit off the dribble, but it's uh very minute, very good rebounder as well, just a very much of a force at the rim.
0: Yeah. Very good player. Um Went to Duke, second round draft pick, two-time All-Star, All-NBA player, All-Rookie team, uh, averages more than 20 points per game twice, Uh, good rebounder, averages more than 10 rebounds a game four times, five times, my bad. And also, a little bit of a weird story. I don't even know if you know this, Chris. Mm -hmm. But apparently, when I was six, Mm -hmm. I was at a Cavs game. And I saw Carlos Boozer, and apparently I ran through, like, the tape and, like, had a basketball and asked him to sign it. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, a signatured Carlos Boozer, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. That's really cool. cool story. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, you could get away with things like that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think my uh my grandfather went to Duke as well, and I think he was with me, and he was like freaking out too, because obviously Carlos, we went to Duke. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's a Duke alumni. He's a Dookie.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna kick it to number 31 here. Uh, Vin Baker. Uh, this guy is six foot eleven, thinly built, a really long arms, moves like a two guard though. Um. Uh, which is really impressive. He has great shot creation ability in the mid range can finish really well in the basket and post pay and be in the post extremely well. Definitely a unique kind of, even though he played, and I think in the nineties, he's definitely more of like a modern power forward where the, he could just like create a little bit better than most of the guys who played in like the seventies and sixties. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear you talk about Vin Baker. All right.
1: Directed by the Milwaukee bucks and, Drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Eighth pick of the 1993 NBA draft. 13 years in NBA. Four-time All-Star. Two-time All-NBA. 1993-1994 All-Rookie. 791 games played. 15 points per game. 7.4 rebounds and 1.9 assists. Let's see what his best game looks like. I mean, his best season. So... His best season, nineteen point two points per game. So it's just been pretty solid, you know, not really great, just solid, solid player.
0: Yeah, long term. Am I wrong?
1: Put on a second. I think I might be wrong because I think it might have froze. Yeah. So his best points per game is actually he He averaged twenty one point one points two years in a row. And
0: that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely better stats statistically. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris. I'm ready to to hear you talk about a uh, a human highlight tape. Yeah,
1: human <laughs> highlight tape. Let's see who we got here. Alrighty. Whoa. Okay. All right. So at number thirty, we have Larry Johnson. Um, I believe he's a Phoenix Sun.
0: Hornet. Charlotte Hornet. Oh,
1: he's Charlotte Hornet. Oh, yep. that Larry Johnson. Okay. Yeah. So Mugsy Bogues. Mugsy Bogues. Got it. So he's another inductee of the 6-8 Fort Club, one of the few, the proud the Power Fours. <laughs> <laughs> the easy description is he's a poor man's Charles Barkley. What I mean by that is he has the athleticism of the 76ers version of the Charles Barkley. There's less skill, but he loves basketball. Brings similar things to the table. I would say Charles is a better rebounder, but it's close because, I mean, this guy is averaging 11 and 10 his first two years in his career. He just doesn't develop his skill as much as Charles Barkley does.
0: Yeah, this is a very unique player. I mean, he's six foot six, two hundred fifty pounds of like all muscle. So, mm-hmm. I it, it takes some guy like that to be uh, six foot six, make this power forward list, two time All Star, All NBA player, All Rookie, Rookie of the Year, uh, averaging twenty two points per game once, and then another season averaging twenty. Uh, yeah, a good rebounder as well, good defender, just a very very good player. Larry Johnson's very impressive. So, definitely excited to talk about number 29. Uh Terry Cummings. Terry Cummings is a 6 foot 9, 220 pound guy. He's more of a ripped guy than like a stocky he build. He's a pretty decent rebounder but he's very skilled offensively. And we have another guy that's a poor man's version of somebody else. He's a poor man's Bob McAdoo. Mm-hmm. What I mean that he is athleticism of Bob McAdoo and can post in similar levels and extremely uh, efficient uh, free, a shot creator, dribble pull up and get the ball in your hands and drive to the basket. Extremely efficient with tough shots, free throw line. It's just like... Uh, Bob McAdoo was uh, doing things a little deeper and farther out, but uh, a very good player, highly skilled, unique guy. So Terry Cummings is, I'm excited to hear you talk about Terry Cummings.
1: All right. Statistically. So drafted by the San Diego Clippers in the first round, second pick of the 1982 NBA draft, 18 years in the NBA, two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, 1982 83 all rookie, and he was also the rookie of the year the same year. Um, he played 1,183 games, and in those games, he averaged 16.4 points, 7.3 rebounds, and 1.9 assists. Um, his best game statistically, or best season st- statistically, well, actually, he has several good games, seven good, several good seasons. So, 1, 2, 3, and 4, 5, 6. Alrighty, so he's had about 6, 20 or more points per game um seasons um and he averaged them in spurts so he averaged 23.7 22.9 23.6 his first three years then he fell off then he averaged um 20.8 20 point, 21.3, 22.9 22.4 in the next four years after the slight dip in his scoring mm-hmm. so he's really been good in spurts
0: yeah very yeah very good uh Good, good score, good bucket. Yeah. All right, Chris. I'm. Oh man, I'm pumped for twenty eight. <laughs> twenty eight.
1: All righty. So for twenty eight, we have Horace Grant, a Chicago Buller. Yes, sir. So sometimes a third fiddle can be a little hard to rate. How good they are. Sometimes they're product of the offense. They're product of the greatness around them. That makes them look better than what they really are. And sometimes the third fiddle gets so reduced offensively that he'll never have numbers to back up what I'm saying. So what I, back up what I'm saying here. Before this podcast, I only watched Horace Grant and passing in passing and seeing him with Orlando most of the time while researching Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. I'm just focusing on him the whole time. So I kinda zoned him out. But once you actually focus in on him, he is special. Let's put this all together here. Six foot ten, way better athlete than I realized. He's a tier or two below the great power forwards level athlete. Uh you could put him in borderline, the same class as Derek Coleman as an athlete. He might be 99% what 99%, but he's close, which I did not expect that at all, because he has a good post field. He has great athleticism. He also has phenomenal mid-range shot. So when you put all those things together on top of being a four-time all-NBA defensive player, you get a heck of a player. I honestly was blown away. Um I'm not expecting this at all uh really amazing great this amazing really amazing how great of a defender he is um wingspan uh six ten with that athleticism i mean he could switch to three he could switch 3 through five and be a rim real rim protector like that and rebound is such a high level that he does it i mean that he does i was honestly so impressive i mean i'm so impressed he is a well good well, a world-class two-way power four. I genuinely believe this guy will be in the Hall of Fame right now, and this guy would be much more known and have much more all-star appearance if he had been playing on a bad team. I genuinely believe on a bad team, he would have been averaging 23, 24 a night and be on all defensive teams and would be like, oh, Horace Grant was a five-time all-star. Like, he's legitimately amazing. It makes so much more sense now how overpowered those bull teams are. The first three with Scotty Michael. Jordan and this guy. I mean, those three are three freaks of nature defensively, so this guy is so special. I was amazed, really amazed.
0: Yeah, I mean, you wanna know an example of how bad these stats are? Yeah. <laughs> His peak is fifteen points per game. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen eleven and um one point <laughs> two blocks. Uh he's uh Six foot ten, two hundred fifteen pounds, one time All Star, four time NBA champion, four time All Defensive, and yeah, I mean, it was genuinely wow, like wow, it was impressive. I, I, what I didn't expect that at all. Like the Bulls defensively are insane. Like with he's just, it's kind of like. Serge Abaca defensively when he was with the Thunder, and he was ridiculously quick and long and just blocking everything, but better offensively. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so very deserving of this spot on this list. Uh, uh, and uh, we're definitely gonna start talking about number 27. Uh, number twenty-seven is uh Julius Randle. Yep, this guy is a six foot eight, six foot nine. Really good technician. What I mean by that is he is extremely skilled footwork wise. High basketball IQ. Very understand good with angles. Uh, creating off the dribble. Really good ISO guy for the Knicks right now. Uh, he's a good standstill three-point shooter, and he posts extremely well. On top of all those things and uh so yeah this guy is really special at all those things very deserving this spot in this list um and i'm excited to hear the statistical breakdown of somebody you talk about a lot you talk about how uh guys like this get overlooked and like we judge them too quickly he's a great example of that
1: oh for sure um so yeah we have julius randall uh, a couple of nicknames: Beyblade, Orange Julius, and Don Julio. Really cool nicknames. I love those. Um, he's actually fairly still young in his career. Whether we, you know, believe it or not, um, seven years, seven years NBA experience is really young still. Mm-hmm. Really, really young as a career still. Um, and that's why I was going back and forth. If you listen to any of our older podcasts, it messages was saying like you can't really judge him because he, you know you have to give him give these players time to develop, get them to give them time to get a feel for the game. And mm-hmm. with we'll a feel for a game, let's see what he's looking like now. So currently, he's averaging 21 points per game in his 13 games, 10 rebounds, and 5.2 assists. He's averaging a double-double right now.
0: Yeah, I forgot. He also passes really well.
1: Very well. Um, yeah. So and then out of his 459 games in his career, he's averaging 17.5 points. 9.2 rebounds and 3.4 assists. So he might even average a double-double for his career.
0: Yeah, which would be a really amazing feat to have happen. But he's a very good rebounder. Just He's also very strong. He's built. Yeah. He's not missing any protein shakes or lifting anything at all. It's like, he's just, like, stocky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then you also have that, you know, last year was his breakup season. You know, they he finally was able to carry the Knicks to the playoffs, even though they had a first-round exit. Um, they uh, He was a one-time – he's a, so far, he's a one-time All-Star 2020-2021 All-NBA. He made the All-NBA team last year as well, as well as receiving the most improved player. Give these guys time. Give these guys
0: yeah. time. Yeah. yeah two to back 20
1: points per game seasons, both with the Knicks. The Knicks would – I mean, yeah. And one with New Orleans.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. a very good power forward. 100%. With you yeah. there. Already?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, We're moving into 26, right?
0: Yep. Almost done with this part.
1: Yeah. So at number 26, we have Jermaine O'Neal. Uh This guy is 6'11", really good athlete, good foot speed, really good set of moves. Phenomenal footwork while being a mid range shooter. Yeah, I remember his time with Indiana Pacers. He played for a pretty Mm -hmm. decently long time, too. I think he even made it to the Paul George era.
0: Yeah, he might have been like at the back end. Uh, He was averaging 24 points per game at peak with uh, nine rebounds, which is really good. Six time All Star, three time LBA, most improved, uh, 17th pick in the draft. Um uh, he had his younger years with Portland, but he wasn't really like developed yet until he got to Indiana in 2000, 2001. I mean, this isn't a great example of the, where the rest of this list is going. These guys are going to be really high tier power forwards from here on out. All right. Number 25 and the end of this segment of the podcast, Mr. Derek Coleman, this would guy would make an amazing small ball center in today's era but he's a power forward 6 foot 10 really good athlete uh i would say that he's i wouldn't say that he's kevin garnett uh but he's kind of like a tier below as a power forward uh his he his gift that's what his gift is his mix of athleticism and strength um allows him to play with a power it's kind of like a I know you. This isn't an NFL podcast, but it's kind of like a running back. Like running backs usually have like great strength to power ratios, and that's what Derek Coleman has. Uh, like strength to speed ratio. That's what he has. Um, so when you mix that together, you you get a really good dynamic. He posts extremely well. Uh, he can usually just abuse people inside and just finish at the rim. He also has a really good turnaround fadeaway. He's also left-handed. He has a really nice jump shot. It's really smooth. Um, he's also a really good outside standstill uh, shooter. Just a really good touch for shooting. Doesn't seem like he was any uh, a type of guy that was like working on his shot a ton where he would have uh, became more consistent. Honestly. He's a good rebounder as well, I guess. He's saying good He's, is an understatement. He's phenomenal at it. But what he, what he does remind me of is a guy that, like, he has a naturally gifted shot. It seems very natural to him. He has a naturally gifted body. It just seems like he, there was a higher upside here that could have been somebody in the top 10 of this list that was just never brilliant reached but uh with the run-and-gun style that they had with kenny anderson at that point in time they're a pretty good team so excited to share the stats
1: all righty so he was drafted by the new jersey Nets, first round first pick of the 1990 nba draft uh played 15 years in the nba one-time all-star two-time all-nba 1990-1991 all rookie he also run rookie of the year the same year um 780 781 games played uh 16.5 points 9.3 rebounds and 2.5 assists uh his best season he averaged well nope three times so in consecutive years he averaged three consecutive years he averaged twenty one twenty point seven 20.7 points per game for the season and all three of those times came with the new jersey nets
0: yeah he had a really uh good peak there um yeah, it's a it's a good indication for how good this uh the rest of this list is and I'm sure you guys are excited as we are to in- introduce that list and we're going to be going over that in the next podcast. So uh, it's going to be really exciting basketball addicts. Do you have anything you want to say Chris before we peace out? Mm, no, nope, not at this time. All right. Well, you guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys download podcasts. We also have a website now, so you can be like, oh, I could just Google basketballaddicts.com and be like, uh, you know, looking at our stuff. We we definitely have all those type of things. And uh, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Ouch.